You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, can you wait? Can you wait? Today, on Words of Encouragement. I was reading through Psalms as we were moving toward a study of Psalms the Psalms, uh, beginning in February. And so I was, as I was reading through the Psalms, I came across Psalm 40, and I just stopped when I got to, I mean, I just started verse 1, and I just stopped and thought, oh my goodness, it is amazing if you will ask God, God, teach me something, and then open up His Word. It's amazing what happens. It's amazing what happens. We, I, I have overlooked so much in reading God's Word in the past because I've just kind of read it. You know, I just, oh, I looked at, oh, okay. But when you ask the, the God, His Holy Spirit illuminates the page for you. He helps you to see what you did not see the first time. So I, I, I'm excited about this, and, and so are you because you're looking and you're saying, oh, it's only three verses. <laughs> you're thinking, hey, maybe... Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I, I entitled this, Can You Wait? Oh, boy. Can you wait? Have you ever been stuck in a long line of traffic? There's nowhere you can go, You're, especially if it's on the interstate. There's no, you can't really turn off because if you turn off, well, there's nowhere to go. I mean, there's just the exit's way down there, and I have seen that happen. Uh, but you're not supposed to do that. Uh, but uh, you, uh, you get there, you're stuck, especially if you're in the left lane. I mean, you're, there's no way. What are you going to do? Uh, but we, we do do something, don't we? What is it that we do when we get stuck in traffic? Oh, there it is, complain. <laughs> we complain. We complain. Oh, man, I can't believe this. We whine that the traffic is stuck. We begin to think how late we will be. We begin calculating if we can do math. We begin calculating in our minds, you know, how long will it take me to get home? Oh, my goodness, what am I'm going to have to call. I'm going ta- to be late. Uh, um, we might actually wonder, you know, at some point, maybe there's a wreck up there. <laughs> you know, sometimes that is, for some reason, that's my immediate go-to. Well, maybe there's a wreck. Maybe there's a wreck. I mean, I, and that, you could say, well, he just thinks the worst. Well, when traffic's all stuffed up, you know, it's probably a likelihood of it there being a wreck. Um, but waiting is not something we just like to do. I mean, we don't get up in the morning and say, oh, I get to wait. I'm going here to wait on something today. Wow, what fun I'm going to have waiting, waiting. We're going to talk about waiting uh, this morning, and if you are able and willing to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, And he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. May God bless the reading of his word. I invite you to be seated this morning. Dear 
David, David, he patiently waited for the Lord. That's what it says in the very first part. He's, this is David speaking. He says, I, I waited patiently for the Lord. This word here, this particular word in, in the Hebrew that is used for waiting patiently signifies a waiting with great intensity. A waiting with great intensity. Uh, I was looking at a couple of other translations to see of the Bible just to see how some of them kind of translated, translated it. Uh, and, and the Message Bible said, I waited and waited and waited for God. David didn't, did not wait for just a few minutes. He patiently, now listen to this, patiently waited. I waited patiently. That's different than sitting in the car, complaining, whining. Oh, it's going to take forever. I just can't believe. Oh, David's not doing this. David has patience. He is waiting patiently. This is David telling us this. David has learned to wait patiently. He waited with great intensity for a while. He did not sit there wondering why God did not respond immediately. He's fully aware of who's in charge. Now, this is where you and I need to be with our relationship with the Lord. We need to be where David got. <laughs> you know, we, we need to be where he got to. We need to get where he is or uh, is because he was able to patiently wait on the Lord. He knew, hey, God's going to get back with me. I've, I, I, have, I have spoken to him, he's going to hear me, and he's going to get back with me. Now, how many people do you know you can trust in that way? Look, you mail a letter these days, I hope they get it. It's like, wow, really? I mean, it, it, the mail, I mean, you know, the mail in, in our country used to be like the trains in, in Great Britain. I mean, they always ran on time, you know, that was a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and the mail always get well, no. Who can you, and you just think about this. Think about this. Who is it that you can ask to do something and just walk away thinking it's going to be done? Some of us have some people like that in our lives. Some of us have some that you know. If you ask them to do this, they're going to handle it. And you can just walk away. Boy, what freedom. What a wonderful thing to be able to know that it's going to get done. But many of us. Many of us have been let down. Many of us have been, uh, we've asked for something to be done, and it doesn't get done. And then what do we say? Well, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. That's what we wind up feeling. And we, find, we wind up overloading ourselves with so much stuff because we just feel like, well, if it's going to get done. And we have the stress in, the, in our lives that bear, you know, bears down on us and is a burden for us. And a lot of it, We've created ourselves because it's hard to trust someone else else to do something for you. But listen, if you cry out to God, you can, you can be assured He heard you and you can be assured He's going to do something about it. I may, it may not be, woo, 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 look out. Just like going to silent, getting a drink, you know, getting a hot dog or whatever. Boom, 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 microwave meal. Ah, it may not be like that. But know that God loves you and that God cares for you and that He's going to do what is right for you when the time is right. And so it's something I have to learn as well, to patiently wait. 
It seems like a common situation in which David finds himself because he is able to just simply state here, I waited patiently. I waited patiently. It's what I do. Evidently, he had learned this at some point because it's not a big deal for him to say, hey, I waited patiently. It's not a new thing. He seemed accustomed to having to wait on the Lord. This seemed like an okay thing. He was okay with this. Now, the picture behind the words this morning is just happens to be a DMV in another state. Uh, if you didn't figure that out. Uh, but the, but the, what is the DMV teaching us? It's teaching us something we can use with God himself. The virtue of patience. It may be one of the few places, aside from a doctor visit, where we still have to wait more than 25 minutes for something to happen. I don't know if other, there may be some other places that you have encountered. But those seem to be those places where you just have to learn to wait. And I have gotten to the point where I bring something with me to read. Because I just know. I prepare ahead of time. I don't even go in there with expectation that I'm going to run in there to the DMV real quick. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm going to get what I need. And then I'm going to come. I'll be right back. Yeah, no, no. No, I plan for the whole afternoon and say, well, I'm going to bring a book and go. And if, if it doesn't take all afternoon, I'm happy. But if it does, I'm like, hey, that's what I figured. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, didn't, I don't get myself all worked up and worried and, 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 and just whiny over it because I just figure, hey, it's going to take a while. Well, if we can learn to wait on the Lord and know, know that we, when we've asked Him something, when we've cried out to Him, that He heard us, that He's going to handle it, then we can just step back. It doesn't mean we sit on the front porch waiting. And do nothing. We continue to work. We continue to do what we need to do. But we trust in the Lord that what we've asked Him to do, He's going to answer. What we've a- when we've asked, He's going to answer. He's going to answer. David seems to know this virtue of patience and simply states that he waited a while for the Lord. What does that teach us? It does teach us that God works in His own time. It teaches us that this is something we need to learn. To wait patiently. On the Lord. Is it easy? No. Am am I going to walk out of here this morning and think. Man all those people this morning. They got it. It's so easy. They're just going to go through this week. And wait on the Lord. It's going to be so easy for them. No. I'm not that silly. I I, I face reality too. I know that it's difficult. But this is a decision on your part. On my part. To trust in the Lord. To just trust Him. Trust Him. Ask something of Him. And trust Him to handle it. David doesn't get annoyed that he has to wait. I mean, there's, he does, I waited patiently, he says, for the Lord. He doesn't say, I waited and I waited and I was just so angry at God. No, 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 no. He waited patiently. He waited and waited and waited. He waited. But he waited patiently. He doesn't complain that he has to wait. What about you? Do you need God's attention? Do you need to hear from Him today? Do you need to hear from Him about something that's going on in your life? Are you you wondering when you will feel okay about everything again? In the midst of everything that's happening? Where are you? Are you... let 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 me ask you to wait patiently on the Lord. Wait patiently on Him. Do, do not be hasty. Do not, do not make a hasty decision. Uh, just a quick just knee-jerk reaction decision on something. Wait on the Lord. 
wait on him. You have a heavenly father who loves you and he wants to help you, but he is waiting for you to come to him. Go to him. Talk with him. Share with him. And wait patiently for him. God turned to David and heard his cry. That's the second thing we see. The second part of verse 1. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. I think some, those are some of the most beautiful words in scripture. He, in, he inclined to me and heard my cry. God heard me. I cried out to him and he heard me wow my grandfather gave me a copy of the Moffat translation of the Bible interesting translation and just I love it uh, a little difficult to find but I think you can find it online still uh, I like to read it online and you may, you could probably find a copy to buy the Moffat translation says this, He turned and listened to my cry. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He turned and listened to my cry. The God, the God of the universe inclined to David and heard his cry? Oh, he's real busy. Oh, God's got a lot of other people to handle. God's got situations. He's got nations over here that don't like these nations. He's got this and this and this. And he, there's people in the hospital. And there's, the, you know, there's so much going on. There's so much other stuff that God has to handle. And certainly, certainly he can't stop what he's doing just to listen to me. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He, he inclined to me and heard my cry, David says. Wow. To know that the master of the universe listens to me and, and when I cry out is more comforting than a cup of, a, of hot chocolate on a cold day or a glass of sweet tea on a hot day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. To know that he cares enough to listen when I cry out to him. Boy. I'm so thankful that he's not like some people. Oh, boy. Here, oh, here's Craig again. Wow, what does he want? Good night. Always whining and asking me for stuff. What does he want? Praise God he's not like that. He hears. He listens. People in this world may not listen when you cry out, but God does. Your own friends may not have time to listen sometimes, but God does. He knows just when to turn your way when you're crying out. You have to patiently wait sometimes because the time's not right. It's not time. God wants to do something in your life, but it's not really time. Now, you may think, oh, it's time. Oh, yeah, it's time. Oh, no, God, you don't understand. Oh, really? God, you don't under... Oh, yeah, you do. We have to learn to wait. And I don't like it either. Okay? I don't like it either, but it's something we have to learn. David was able to learn it. My goodness, he was a person just like us, a human being. We can learn this as well. 
When the time is right, God, he, he turns, he hears our cry. Sometimes we have this idea that we are in control of our lives and we know exactly what we need and we know when we need it. Oh boy, oh, we know exactly when we need it. But we've got to remember that God is greater than us. God is greater than us. We belong to Him. He's going to take care of us in the way that is best for us. We've got to trust in Him. God sees the big picture of everything. He sees the big picture. We don't. And that's what annoys us, isn't it? That's what annoys us. We wish we could see the big picture of how everything's going to pan out and everything's going to go and how this child you know, that we have is going to get married and they're going to have this child. And all, We would love to see the big, big picture of how everything works and goes in our world. But we're not God. And so we turn to Him because He is. He sees the big picture. He, he knows exactly what we need before we even knew we needed it. And He knows exactly when we need it. God hears your cry when you cry out to Him. He knows how you feel. He knows what's been going on in your life. When some, even your best friends don't even know, He knows. He's fully aware of what's happening. God will turn to you and hear your cry. That's the second thing. God will turn to you and hear your cry. Well, the third thing I see, God placed David on solid ground. Look at verse 2. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, this my Bible translation says, or mud of the mire, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm brought me up. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction. The mess, whatever mess David was in, God brought him out of it. God brought him out of it. It says he brought me up out of the pit of destruction. The word for pit refers to a deep pit with roaring waters. A deep pit with roaring. Now that doesn't sound like something I want to be in. I I don't think you want to be in something like that. That doesn't sound like a good place to be in. Whether he's speaking figuratively or literally, it doesn't sound like a good place. But God heard his cry and he comes to David rescue, David's rescue. Listen, if you're one of his children, he cares about you too. He cares about you too. He will come to your rescue. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just do what, the, what, what many people do on Facebook? <laughs> I'll send you my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> What if God just said, I'll, I'll send you my thoughts and prayers I, you know, or good vibes your way? I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to, how to put that into something I can use. I, don't, I mean, it's, it, 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 old preacher, it's the intent. It's the intent. Well, okay. Well, I, I, tell me you'll pray for me. Just do that. Just do that. Tell someone you and, and then do it. Please do it. Don't, oh, I'll pray for you. Do it. Do it right then. If, I ever, if you ever see me saying praying or praying for you, I'm praying right then. Because I know better. I know that later in the day I may forget. So I, when, if I put that on Facebook, I say praying for you, I'm doing it right then. Dear God, be with this person, whatever ha- whatever's happening. Aren't we glad God is not one who is like that, just says, oh, hey, Thought, good thoughts your way. <laughs> You're down in a pit of destruction and God says, oh, I, yeah, good thoughts, good vibes. Hope everything works out. Oh, my goodness, no. God brings us out of that pit. He brings us out of the pit. He does, he does this with David. 
And He can do it with us. He can bring us out of a terrible pit of destruction. Look at the second part of verse 2. This is a good part here too. And He set my feet on a rock, upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He takes David out of the pit, which is not good firm ground, and puts him on the rock, which is firm ground. Some of us have had a terrible, terrible, two chaotic years And if I said that grammatically correct, you'd get it. Uh, Some of us have been so messed with that it's hard to know who to trust anymore. Listen, God is right where you left Him. He is always able to be trusted. He has never strayed from you. He will be able to lift you out of all of this mess and place you on firm ground. This rock, this rock is an image of security. No longer does David have to sink in that mud, in the muddy pit. No longer does he have to uh, be in a place where he's wondering if anybody knows where he is. He's brought out of the pit. God brings him out. Have you cried to God? Have you cried out to Him? Have you been waiting on Him? He will pull you out of the place you're in and put your feet on a rock. He will put your feet where your footsteps will be firm. God will place you on solid ground. The last thing. God put a new song in David's mouth. Look at verse 3. He says it right there. (laughs) He put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise to our God. Hmm. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. This begs a question for me. He put a new song. What song was David singing? What, day, what, what song was David singing if he, if he needed a new song? What, what, why did, what was he singing if suddenly God needed to place a new song in his mouth? I think he was singing something like, Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help! I think that's what he was singing. I need somebody, help, help. But he cried out to who? He cried out to God. And God heard his cry. And God inclined himself toward him. God heard the cry. And God brought him out of that pit. God did that. Because he cried out to God. And because he did cry out to God, God places a new song in his mouth. That song of help me has been changed to a song of praise to God. The perspective has changed. The most amazing fact is that David accepts the new song given to him by God. This threw me for a loop. This is a new song. I don't know this song, God. I don't know how it goes. I don't know the, I don't know, you know, the, 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 the melody. I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how to hold, how long do I hold each word, each note? I mean, what do I do? I, I, David, David accepts this, a new song from God. Oh, it's from God. Well, preacher, oh, well, does God use songwriters, hymn writers today? Yes, he does. But I found this interesting that David just accepted the new song given to him by God. It's new. It's not a song he'd been singing, but he accepts it and he sings it. God is aware that he did not do anything. Or David is aware. David is aware, fully aware that he didn't do anything to change the situation. 
He's in the pit. He feels horrible. He's patiently waiting. He's cried out to God. He knows that if he's going to get out of the pit, it's not going to be because of something he can do, but it's going to be because of what God can do. And so he cries out. He patiently waits. And sure enough, God comes through. And he brings him out of this pit. And he gives him a brand new song. And he realizes that song, yeah, it's about praise to God and I need to sing it. And he continues and he says that many will see and fear and will trust in God. Why? Because they've seen the power of God in rescuing his child, David. He, David's going to sing this new song in praise to God. And people are going to hear it and go, what? What did he do? Oh, he, oh, 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 God's that big? God's that powerful? God's, the, oh, they're going, to, they're going to gain a new perspective on who God is and it's going to change their life and they're going to be different than they were before. Many will see and fear and will what? Trust in the Lord because of what God has done. Remember, it's not because David, it's not because of anything David did. It's because of what God did. And that's where the, that, that, that's where the praise goes to the Lord. Not to David. David just happens to be in this pit and he needs help. And he's like, hey, I'm, I, know, I know that if I call out to the Lord, he's going to answer. Something's going to happen. And I've got to patiently wait. And that's what I'm going to do. And it's going to happen. And it did. And God says, here, sing this new song. Sing this new song of praise to me. Sing it. Let people know what happened in your life. Let them know what I did with you, through you, for you. Wow, many will trust in the Lord. Many will confide in God. Many will become true worshipers and friends after seeing what God can do in the life of one of His children. It's amazing when we share what God has done in our lives. Why does this happen? Because when a person encounters the changing power of God, they want to know more about Him. They want to know more. Who is this God that is working in who is this God that is working in young Cassidy's life who was in the auto accident? Who is this God that is bringing her around and back? And, 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 and who is this God that does such work as this? Yeah. God has given each one of us who's trusted in Him a new song to sing. Our focus in life should be singing that song in front of others our focus should be singing our song to others so that others will know who God is and what He's done in our lives and what He can do in theirs. Maybe He's re recently helped you out of a horrible pit in your life. Sing that song that God gave to you. Sing it. Sing it out loud. Let other people know what God has done. Make sure people hear the song that He's placed in your mouth. Wow. Waiting on the Lord. You know, we never, it just, it, it built. Did you notice how it built from verse 1 to verse 3? It, 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 I waited patiently for the Lord. I cried. I mean, we can identify. We're there. We're there. Oh, but then he brought me out of the pit. Oh. And he put my feet on solid ground. My footsteps are firm. Oh, wow. And then there's a song to sing, and we've got to sing it. And when we do, other people's lives are changed. Wow. It's exciting stuff. All we need to do is share with others what God has done in our own lives. And their lives can be changed. Wow. We've got to wait on the Lord. 
That's probably the hardest part for us that, that get things so easily, so quickly, so immediately in our lives. Well, wait a minute. With God, it's different. We got to wait. Oh, come on. Why can't it just be? Why can't we just say, hey, God, I need a new car. Boom, new car. <gasps> hey, God, I, I, I need a. Uh, oh, my goodness. What, what do I need? Need. I need. Uh, uh, oh, I need a new house. You got a house? Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. But I need. No, you want one. Oh, well. Wouldn't it just be so, where, where would our dependence on him be? Where would our trust in him be? You'd say, well, I'd trust him if he gave me everything I wanted. Yeah. You'd have everything you wanted. Stuff is stuff is stuff. Listen, stuff rots. Have you ever, oh my goodness, have you ever been to a house that has been dilapidated and it's just, I mean, nobody's lived there. The stuff inside is still there. Some of the appliances, some of the stuff, furniture, and all, it just starts to decay. It's not worth, you know, this stuff of this world's not worth us going after in such a fashion that we just have to have it. We have to have it. We need it. No, we don't. We've got to learn to patiently wait on the Lord. God is going to take care of us if we wait on Him, call on His name, wait on Him. He will take care of us. I'm never going to stand in this pulpit and tell you he's going to give you exactly what you want. But I will stand in this pulpit and tell you he will give you exactly what you need. And he will. He will. And some of you have experienced that and you've had to step back and say, oh, wow. Oh, that's what I really needed. <laughs> that's what I really needed. Wow. God really is smart. He really is. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, O oh God. I thank you for a little shepherd boy named David. Whom you allowed to be king. Who was a man after your own heart. And who, if I could just put it this way, certainly spoke filled his guts in his writing in the Psalms just, just flat out said how he felt just said look I need help cried out to you went through tough times just like we do today God I thank you for him I thank you for preserving those words and placing them in your word and making making them a part of our lives. Father, allow us, help us, actually, help us, Father, to take your word into our minds and into our hearts in such a way that when we call on your name next time, we're not going to sit there and say, okay, God, here we go, do it, do it, do it. But we're going to patiently wait, Father. It may, we may have to learn that. We may have to learn that in a tough time. We may, I, God, it, it may be a tough time we have to go through in order to learn this lesson. But, Lord, we need to learn it. Help us, Father. Maybe there's someone here today, this morning, that's just saying, Look, I need Jesus in my heart. I don't, I don't have, I don't feel like I can cry out to God. I don't feel like I can call on Him. I feel like I, I truly have to tell Him who I am before He will hear me. 
Maybe you need to walk with Jesus. Maybe you need to accept him into your heart to, to, to admit that you are a sinner. You've done things that are wrong. All of us have done things that are wrong. We call it sin. And sin separates us from God. If you will just confess, say, hey, look, I'm a sinner. I am a sinner. I am sorry for my sin. I repent. I, I want to walk away from that sin. I want you in my heart and in control of my life. Maybe today you need to come and, and make that Make that public. Just say that. Look, hey, I need Jesus. Maybe you're here and you're looking for a church home. You're thinking, you know, I, I feel like the Lord's leading me here. Maybe you need to come and join with us in this family of faith. Maybe the Lord is leading you to do just that. You've already asked Christ in your heart. You've, you're, you've been a member of another church. But maybe God is leading you here. And you're saying, yeah, I need to be here. I need to follow the Lord in this. I pray that you'll come. Father, we thank you for your great love for us. We ask your blessings upon the rest of this day today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for joining us today for words of encouragement. I do hope that uh, this has been an encouragement for you. Uh, that's exactly what this podcast is about. Hopefully to encourage you in your walk with Christ encourage you to know that God loves you, encouraging you to know that you matter to Him. For more information about uh, the First Baptist Church, you can go to fbcwinsboro.com. Uh, you probably will have your answers there. If not, you can email us from that site and just ask us any question you have. It's a joy to be able to share the Word of God with you. And listen, I am not the final authority. That would be God's Word. That would be God Himself. So let Him speak to you through His Word. I encourage you to read His Word. Listen, if you do not have a copy of, of a Bible, get one. Uh, if you don't have a copy of the Bible, get one. Uh, uh, more than likely, someone near you has one. And they may even be able to give you one. Uh, but God's Word is so important. In these days that we live, we need to know, uh, as a Christian, how to live by His Word. We need to know, uh, because there are people who need to know who God is. Uh, and they're going to be looking at Christians to find out who He is. So, share the love this week. Share the love today with someone who needs to know about Him. We're thankful that you are continuing to listen to the podcast. Uh, and if you are, please let us know. Uh, please let us know that you are listening. And we will definitely continue uh, the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana.